The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're going to tell you now on third down is an enhancement. We have. We think you're going to like this. The green zone, we're going to call it. So we are going to paint, in, a, in effect, the area that the team has to go to get to the yellow line, the first down line. And there it is. So you can follow the progress. We know the yellow line is great. It's been around for a lot of years. But this will show you exactly how far he has to go at any point in the play. So once again, the fans will know more than the players on the field. And us, third and 12, and that is caught by Rod Smith. Okay. And Smith is in the green zone. So instead of just going toward the yellow line, uh, you're in a green zone that shrinks as you get yeah, closer to the I, yellow line? I like it. The field gets somewhat greener I on the screen? I haven't seen it, but I like it. I think that's great. It's stupid. I thought the yellow line was was a great uh, step forward. I don't understand why you need the yellow, the green zone, if you got the yellow line. Um, because you didn't know how many yards into the ten yards you've gotten. I guess that's what he just said. That's what Al Michaels just said. 
there's there's a technical reason for this as well. Have you guys uh, are you familiar with the new sky cams that they have at a lot of these? Say it's kind of yeah. like the the behind the snap scene. It's yeah. uh, above and it kind of swoops by wires, with it. et cetera. Yeah. Apparently, the yellow lines didn't play well with those cameras. Oh, okay. So they were looking for a way to kind of incorporate that same sort of letting people know that works with this new camera that they are really much a fan. Of. I realize people with way more free time for their emotions than I've got get mad about this sort of stuff, but what was the anger toward this? I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> People are outraged. It's stupid. I hate it. They're idiots. It's different. You know what's amazing? I don't remember now what year it changed. It was quite a few years ago now, 20 years ago or more. And if you're younger, you don't know this, but prior to 1990-something, the score was not on the screen, and you could watch for 10 minutes and have no idea what the score of the game was, yep. which is crazy. Now... Watching a baseball game, you have no idea what the score is. You don't know what the count is. You don't know if anybody's on base. You have no idea what's going on. It's amazing we're ever even able to watch sports. And yet we were, Jack. Yeah. I like the green zone. I'm still not going to watch any NFL this year until the Super Bowl. I watch the Super Bowl every year. You know, big leap forward in, in golf coverage. Now they whack the ball, and most of the time... They show you on a track the ball traveling, so you can see the damn thing oh. and where it is on the hole, and if it's like heading toward the trees, it's hugely for it. Even golf purists he- who are tiresome, and I'm one of them. See if it's um, headed toward the front hole. <laughs> wow, wow, good callback though. <laughs> Coming up, a couple of well-known American pervs on the comeback trail. Hashtag Me Too, but I gotta make a living. Is the two-day weekend bull bleep, according to studies, a bad way to run a society, and North America's first known sex doll brothel. Oh, God. Which I could believe happening. All I want to know is about the cleaning procedures. That's oh, my only, Well, that's my only question. <laughs> that's the last thing I want to know. That's the only thing I want to know. Oh, before you go in. Yes. A, I'm not going to be a patron, so I don't care. Before I go in. No, the, the dolls, the maintenance. I mean, that's, that's gross. So Can listen. <laughs> that is that, all right. Um, we really need to get to this before everybody's heard this story, because I have questions about it. The bridezilla who canceled her wedding. You know this? You heard about this? So this woman, who allegedly is the cousin of the person who posted it online, uh, posted the following. Dear friends, it comes with great sadness that I am announcing the cancellation of the Joan Smith wedding. I apologize for canceling only four days beforehand. Unfortunately, X and I have broken up due to some recent irreparable problems. Hmm. We've decided to end our relationship and not go forth with any future proceedings. However, we are remaining civil and are still a team for our son. Oh, there's a kid. Oh, jeez. After hours of tears, mental exhaustion, even disassociation, I have come to this decision. Uh, et cetera, okay, et this could be a good idea, actually. Um, social media has caused me only paranoia, paranoia and toxicity. I will be spending these next two months backpacking in South America, exploring okay. my soul, yeah, and ridding myself of toxic energy. Oh, it gets you know, better. You know what is best for our kid is to me go on a long backpacking trip on my own to find myself. That's what's best for the kid. I hate you already. Please don't contact me. When I'm ready, I may m- make a new Facebook and add friends, family, that having effing stabbed me in the back. 
Well, how did this all come crashing down? Well, I invite you all on Facebook, players, bystanders, and side characters of the people in my life, to take a seat and listen. You're all involved somehow. Somehow everyone's wrapped up into this mess. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You're all involved somehow. Uh, I'm not. Before I begin this mini novel, I invite all of you, including the C's who have ruined my marriage and life, to put yourself in my shoes. For once, let me take the stage and let me voice the most painful few months of my life. This guy dodged a bullet. He just uh, he got her pregnant, and now he's stuck. The couple had asked each wedding guest to contribute $1,500 to their wedding along with a $3,000 pledge from the groom's parents. Like we made it clear, if you couldn't contribute, you weren't invited to our exclusive wedding. This is it's not a real. It's a once-in-a-lifetime party. This can't be She real. explains that they were effing livid when only eight people RSVP'd and sent the check. Her maid of honor soon backed out as well. They set up a GoFundMe page only to receive $250. <laughs> they were going to be wed in Antigua, and everybody had to sign up for the whole package. Her fiancé suggested a Vegas wedding instead. Was he out of his mind? And her maid of honor told her to stick to her budget. How could someone who offered me thousands of effing dollars then deny me my promised money and then tell me to shift down my budget, etc., etc.? Um, goes on and on and on like that. The destination wedding, man, is a, is a bold move. Unless you're going to foot the bill for everybody. And then even then, you're asking them to uh, make quite a commitment. But, uh, yeah, I, I know somebody who got married in Hawaii and... So you're just expected to come up with airfare and everything to go to Hawaii. Yeah, or risk offending them. She explains how the two met at age 14, fell in love, got engaged at 18 with a $5,000 ring, had a child together in their early 20s. Then they saved up about $15,000 for their dream wedding, but quickly discovered the actual dream wedding would cost about $60,000. All we asked for was a little help from our friends and family to make it happen. But nobody decided to kick in, so she's effing livid, et cetera, et cetera. They seems, seem too per- seems too perfect to me. Yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah. I also find it hard to believe that you'd be together from 14 into your late 20s, at least, based on that timeline. Um, Mid-20s. That's still a long time to be together, given the sort of person this is. Uh, maybe he's just a, a doormat. Although, again, everybody's making great delight of this. It's mentioned on all the newscasts. It seems phony to me. It's too perfect. Of course, once you have a kid, if you have a soul, you're going to try to really, 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 really hard to make it work out. Yeah. I like the idea of our wedding's going to cost more than we thought, so everybody needs to write a check for $1,500 to come to the wedding. (laughs) The two-month backpacking thing, that's uh, too much, too. That's just everything's a little too much, too perfect to be real. Yeah, it's a shame, everybody. I'm calling bull bleep. Aren't there enough uh, real-life cases floating around the Internet every day if we just want to be mad at something that you don't have to make up crap? Mm, Apparently not. Apparently the answer is there. The answer is right there. Apparently not. Uh, Wall Street Journal, some of its complaints about the um, New Deal Trump made with Mexico. It's worth pointing out, I suppose. So we're trying to figure this out. And ladies, keep your eyes closed and one foot outside the door. Louis C.K. and Matt Lauer on the comeback trail. Two completely different kind of things there. Somewhat different. Well, Louis never touched anybody, right? You just have to watch. You just have to watch. Lauer's going to lock you in the room. Suddenly and without warning, he begins masturbating in front of women. That's fine with Jack. Label the podcast, Jack approves of ambush masturbation. I don't recall saying it's fine. I'd just rather have that than Lauer locks the door than puts me on the desk, which is a crime. Grant you that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. confuse our patriotism with tribal rivalries that have sown resentment and hatred and violence in all the corners of the globe. We weaken it when we hide behind walls rather than tear them down. Uh, Definitely right. Those are some of John McCain's uh, final words. Uh, Absolutely right. Something we've been talking a lot about tribal rivalries and how getting caught up in that is no good. That whole hiding behind walls thing, I don't know. I don't know if that was a reference to building a wall at the border. Yeah, well, could have been. Anyways. Yeah, McCain's a mixed bag to me. I think he's right about some of the stuff. I think he's full of crap about some other stuff, but no. That's perfectly okay, isn't it? Human beings uh, are that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, today's Tuesday. Tomorrow is the thing where Bush and Obama both speak at McCain's dealio. Yeah, that's the official memorial service, I think, or? Mm-hmm. And Trump's not invited and probably wouldn't want to go if he was invited, which is fine, I guess. Yeah, they, they were mortal enemies. The guy passed. You got to be classy about it. Well, I would be, but, you know, I don't know. Who's talking about the uh, federal deficit right now? Nobody. It's the only existential threat to the United States of America. The only one. Nobody's talking about it ever. We're not a serious country. Well, Trump's trying to do something economically with this trade agreement with Mexico that the mm-hmm. Wall Street Journal, at least this whoever wrote this op-ed, doesn't like it. Um, we'll reserve judgment until we see the fine print. Well, that means it could be okay, right? If you're reserving judgment. Right, and the fine print's there. I mean, it's 2,000-some pages right now. But on first inspection, this is half a NAFTA that contains some improvements but is notably worse in many ways. Uh, we're glad to see Mr. Trump step back from the suicide of NAFTA withdrawal, but on the public evidence so far, this New Deal is worse. I don't have any idea. That's, I don't have the slightest idea. Um, worse for whom? A, a, a lot of people are pointing out, well, it doesn't deal with Canada. Well, he's trying to make two separate deals. He had to get one of them done first. And they'll come along. Yeah. And uh, if Canada comes along, then is it okay? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, you got to consider the source on all this stuff. Which is why you ought to listen to the Armstrong and Getty show. I'm neither a Trump honk nor an anti-Trumpist. I uh, call him as I see him. I think this deal, uh, according to what I've read, makes some real progress in, number one, putting a thumb in China's eye because they have been exploiting loopholes in NAFTA. I'm not really not sure you should be putting thumbs in anyone's eyes. Sometimes they got it coming. Seems seems a little barbaric. Sometimes that's what's called for. Um, You got a problem with something? You take their eye out. So they've been exploiting loopholes in NAFTA. You know, Bill O'Reilly used to say on his show, who's looking out for you? Right. Even though the Wall Street Journal is seen as a Republican newspaper, um, they're not looking out for you no. unless you're a big-time stockholder. Unless you run one of the Dow Industrial yeah. uh, you know, corporations. No. No, yeah, they have a particular constituency. Although, it's, you know, it's not uniform. They have a number of writers and editorialists. Sure. But yeah, they certainly come from a globalist 
uh, corporate perspective. I mean, they also had the uh, the editorial uh, not that long ago that said, we hate everything about Trump except for his policies. Mm-hmm. As the economy soaring, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so you say Matt Lauer and Louis C.K. are back at it. Oh, my gosh, Jack. Hashtag. Well, that, that's not the right thing to say. They're not back at it. <laughs> it's well, not like Louis C.K.'s masturbating in front of women again. And Matt Lauer's got a woman on his desk right now with the door locked. No. No, that's not what I'm saying. They're trying to be get back in the public eye with no. their pants up around their waist. That's right. Where it belongs. <laughs> Where they belong. Pants is a they. Why? So Louis C.K. did a little uh, thing on stage. C- Made a surprise appearance in New York Comedy Stage. Mm-hmm. That's right. Came out this weekend, did a short set for the first time since his creepy, creepy accusations that he admitted to. He was one of the few guys to come out and say, yep, all of it's true, and it was sick and weird, and I don't know why I do it, but I'll stop. But didn't do anything on, on that. I, I, I'm hoping he puts together just, I don't think anybody could do it better than him. A full mea couple. What's this all about? Yeah, with humor on but stage. But if it's he, with humor, then oh, he thinks it's funny. He thinks he can joke about it. You um, can't do that in this super serious twenty first century. In, in yeah, in in a cringing because a lot of his stuff makes me cringe. Yeah, uh, you know, sort of Family Guy like style. But he did his usual stuff on tipping waitresses and racism and parades and stuff that he makes jokes about. He's one of the greatest stand ups that's ever lived. Even though after the first time he did stand-up comedy, he didn't do it again for like three years because wow. he was so horrified wow. at how it was received. Wow. How interesting. Yeah. I'd miss that part of his biography. Boy, that's right. a lesson for anybody, isn't it? I'm going to say two things that mean exactly the same thing. Okay? Two things. The first thing is there were people harshly critical on social media. The second thing is... <laughs> yeah. Because the first one means nothing, means absolutely nothing. A grandmother posted pictures of her little granddaughter in an Easter bonnet. There was harsh reaction on social media. That is the worst thing the media does. And oh, I realize, so lazy. I realize how strong a statement that is. The worst thing the modern media does is anytime they say social media loved it or didn't like it or blah, blah, blah. Right. It's meaningless. Right. Meaningless. I saw it yesterday and I was I, uh, SMH'd. Um, Ivanka Trump made a statement of McCain on McCain. And uh, social media wasn't happy. Whatever news outlet I was reading at the time said, but social media didn't take kindly to it. And then it had three texts or tweets from, from somebody. some of the 8 billion people on Earth. <laughs> usually, Lipty crap. Usually one person with a blue check mark and then two people with like seven followers. I don't, yeah, I don't care yeah. if they got a blue whale in their swimming pool. I don't care what a yeah. person says on social it is, media. It is the dumbest, worst thing modern media does. Having said that, actress and writer Mitra Juhari, whose work I don't think I know and I don't care, says, backed by no demand, sexual predator Louis C.K. does more of his completely necessary and revolutionary observational comedy. Apparently making the argument so cloaked in thick, drippy sarcasm that I've got to interpret it for that. Don't say, don't say, don't say those words when we're talking about Louis C.K. (laughs) Well, apparently the argument drippy. is there's a <laughs> I just yeah, you know, folks, I'm trying to talk sense here and I'm getting a lot of headwind. Well, you Social media exploded with disapproval over Jack. Keep in mind the crime involved. Before yes, you choose I your... know what you're driving at. I, it hasn't escaped me. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> she is demanding that 
somebody serves a life sentence. Right, that's the problem for I perving. have. Or, 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 Ms., what's your name? I could click back and look, but I still don't care. Um, go ahead and say, I think somebody ought to wait at least five years. I mean, <laughs> what's the standard? The average for murder is seven years in prison, I think. I for mean, all, yeah, for murdering murders, yeah. somebody. Yeah. So, so how long should you not get to work if you if you yanked it in front of people without asking their permission? Actually, he did ask the permission. They were just confused and didn't know what he. You what? What? Ah! Oh, that's what he meant. <laughs> and in other news, the world's only talking weasel, Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer can suck it. Is telling reporters he'll be back on TV. Sources told Page Six, that's uh, the New York Post, It's a never, you don't care. Uh, it's a website now, isn't it, Page Six? Mm. Anyway, he was fired in November, telling fans that his return is imminent. A group of older ladies came over to Lauer saying, we miss you, a source told what us. What is wrong with you, older ladies? God dang it. You've got to be kidding me. There's, well, he obviously had a constituency. He was on TV making millions and millions well, of dollars yeah, but for they years. Didn't, yeah, what? Somebody? What? Somebody talk? Um, they didn't. Uh, they yeah, yeah. He had a constituency before you knew he was a rapist. But isn't he alleged Rapists to be? Rapists very strong, Jack. Okay, allegedly, he hasn't but, been charged with anything, has he? Uh, no, nobody outside of Harvey Weinstein has been charged with anything in any of these stories. Um, but so if he was locking the door and and and. You know, making people get on the table. How could you possibly, as an old woman, say, oh, I miss you? A source says that Lauer told the taste-handicapped housefrows, quote, I've been busy being a dad, but don't worry, I'll be back on TV. Great. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Google and Donald Trump battle of the titans this morning, and more challenges getting to this year's edition of the art and innovation event known as Burning Rock. Burning searches and outrage. All right. Well, stay tuned for all this. Try to figure out what it is on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Speaking of Louis C.K. and that sort of thing, I'll, I'll dig up the details in case you didn't hear the story. I think it came out over the weekend. The guy used to be the head of the CDC in his so-called hashtag MeToo sex scandal. Have you followed that? Not really, no. Okay, the, the details are kind of interesting in where, we, aware. where we are in this whole thing. And Man, I mean, from the beginning, the problem has been there are gradations of these things. And some of them are... Happens quite a bit. I think everybody will be okay. Rude, but right, really. It's rude. Yeah. And full-on rape. Yeah. Should go to jail for a long period of time, or in my mind, be executed. And everything in between. And the CDC one was way down at the bottom level. Mm. Yet, it could cost this guy his entire career and reputation, it looks like. Wow. So, more on that. By the way, Louis C.K. came out on stage at the comedy club, uh, unannounced, got a great ovation. According to this article, one person said they'd like to have known ahead of time so they could have decided whether to be there or not. That's the strongest statement you can get from someone. I'm the victim here. Right. <laughs> I love that idea. I was triggered a little bit. I was uncomfortable. All right. Let's keep the want. news now with Marshall. You know what would have been funny? If Louis C.K. comes out, drops his pants, and just goes to it. Oh, that would have been funny. That would have been hilarious. Would it? Can you believe this, Michael? 
sick. <laughs> that would have been so Louis C.K. <laughs> Anybody mind if I do this? Oh, you do. Then he How dare you? Pull up his pants again. Oh, my God. Now that's comedy. Oh, geez. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now, President Trump is taking on social media on social media, promising to address what he says is the very serious situation of tech companies suppressing conservative voices and hiding information. Trump tweeting this morning, quote, Google search results for Trump news shows only the viewing and reporting of fake news media. In other words, they have it rigged for me and others so that almost all stories and news is bad. Fake CNN is prominent. Republican, conservative, and fair media is shut out. Illegal? Question mark. 96% of the results of Trump news are from national left-wing media. Very dangerous. Well, look at the front page of USA Today. Their big headline front page trade deal is likely to hike car prices. Okay? That's part of what could come out of this, as they mention in the first couple of paragraphs. But that's not the headline that they went with. Mm-hmm. Most people are just going to glance at this. Yeah. They wanted to put in your mind, this is bad for you. Right. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, Google is firing back, saying its search is not used to set a political agenda, and the results are not biased toward any political ideology. That's because you're so far left, you don't even recognize it in yourself. <clears throat> Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's creating what uh, he uh, calls a group of fellow politicos to ensure that a suitable and lasting tribute for Senator John McCain is created. It will be bipartisan, as only befits John's legacy. And come to think of it, we'd probably call it not a committee, but a gang. A gang. Some members well, of the Senate. Well, if uh, any Tea Party types uh, undermine the spending, we'll... Uh... We'll use the IRS to persecute them. Some members of the Senate want to memorialize McCain by renaming the Russell Building, while Kentucky Republican McConnell mentioned naming a committee room after the war hero, just as they did for Senator Ted Kennedy. Now, in other news, later today I will attend my own singular celebration of Burning Rock, which I accidentally created during the news tease. Meanwhile, for thousands of others on the road to the desert frolic known as Burning Man, The San Francisco Chronicle is reporting the number of vehicle stops and drug searches carried out by the Bureau of Indian Affairs causing quite a backlash. You have 60,000 people heading to the Black Rock Desert in a variety of vehicles, RVs, buses, and trucks for the nine-day event that starts up tomorrow. Organizers have been told the enforcement operations on the main highway to the event would continue throughout the week and possibly into next week. Wow, so it's a gauntlet o cops and feds pulling people over. Yep. Why, why Land do you, of the free. Yeah, why do you care that a bunch of people that are all clearly, willingly, going to great lengths to get out in the desert and have a party, what difference does it make to me if they're going to do drugs or do whatever the hell they want to do? It's illegal, Jack. That's so crazy. Yeah, Burning Man's communications team posting a notice. They appreciate the important work of law enforcement, but, quote, the frequency and the intensity of the stops is having and will continue to That's have just negative crazy. implications. How much is that costing? As opposed to spending that money on actual crimes that you know, that I care about. God, that's unbelievable. By you know, the it's way. It's the difference between, uh, I'm sure there's terminology for this, but affirmative investigation or reactive investigation. And in some situations, I think the reactive kind is perfect. If everybody's driving well, there's no violence, nobody's acting up, everybody's just being a private citizen doing their thing, there's no reason to engage in a bunch of random stops. No, 
No, now, there's have not. there been bunches of deaths from drug driving or drunk and drugged driving or some? If there's something right. I'm not taking into account, all right, I'll, I'll listen to it. Well, but, apparently the uh, the Pyramid Lake Paiute tribe asked for this extra enforcement, and they control part of the highway leading into the event. Hmm. So they asked the Bureau of Indian Affairs to step it up. So anyway, there's all kinds of push-me-pull-me going on in the road to uh, Burning Man. Getting a bit of the feeling of like when Florida towns started to push back when they just became overrun during spring break. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. the, the locals oh, yeah. saying, hey, dude, yeah. I, I get it, you guys are trying to, but I, I live here. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, I, I understand that. Sure. I understand yep. that. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I got a little more on renaming the Senate building, eh? an issue that I... I don't think it could make my top 10,000 list of things I care about, but um, I do have a comment. How many people could have told you the name of the Senate office building? Not one in, maybe not one in a million. But it's in the news. Could be right. More hazards of Burning Man as well, including Desert Foot. Oh, you hate to get Desert Foot. And accidentally (laughs) stumbling into the Orgy Dome. Oh. I've, as I've said many times, I don't understand the appeal of an orgy. It's right next to the Thunderdome. If you go in there, you better hope it's intentional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't want to accidentally stumble upon an orgy. No. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the Russell Senate building, named for Richard Russell, who was a senator from the 30s to the 70s, and he features prominently in the um, uh, Lyndon Johnson books that I'm such a big fan of. The Robert Carroll books. You know who's a fan of those books? Maybe the biggest fan in America? Conan O'Brien oh, really? has been trying to get Robert Caro on his show for years. There was a funny article about it the other day. He's been stalking this author who's written the, the I think he's going to put out his fifth or sixth really long book about the life and times of Lyndon Johnson. Whew, that's plenty. Takes him about 10 years to write each book. He's been working on it forever. Bill Clinton and uh, George Will, uh, others have called it the greatest political biographies in, in our nation's history. I mean, it, it's just freaking awesome. Really? Uh, they're so fantastic. And in his last book that's going to be all about the Vietnam War and everything, it's going to be so good. Oh, man. He's, he's been in Vietnam uh, writing it, it. Is it something particular about Johnson that makes it so good, or is it just the way that he approaches? It's his approach, and it's life and time. So it's Johnson is the central character, but it's the history of America, really. Okay. Like from, any good biography is. Yeah, yeah. from the, the early 1900s on through the the you know civil rights couple of wars all this different stuff anyway great books conan o'brien's been trying to get the guy on forever and he and he hasn't come on he's done other shows and he hasn't come on and mm. conan's been stalking him on uh, emails and sending him letters and stuff it's How actually kind of funny anywho not sure i'll ever read a big fat book again i just don't know i just I, I don't feel it it gets harder as you get older i've been a voracious reader since i was a little kid and lately i look at a big book and i think yeah i don't know <laughs> just I don't have the heart, and I'm not proud of it. I'm no, freaked out no, by it. It gets harder as you get older, and I think the whole uh, smartphone text, our minds just aren't. It's tough. I know that's a part it's of it. Tough to hold our focus. Yeah, it is. It's 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 troubling. Well, it just looks insurmountable. 
which is odd given the God knows how many books I've read in my life. Anyway, but I look at it uh, anyway. Richard Russell was one of the towering figures of the Senate from the 30s to the 70s and really was the guy, Lyndon Johnson, who one of the Carroll books, Master of the Senate. Um, that's how he became master of the Senate. That's who he learned from, from how to, for how mm. to work the Senate, wield power, that sort of stuff. Richard Russell and that, and that the Senate building is named for him. And they're talking about changing the name of the building to the John McCain building. Now, one thing you could definitely argue, and I'm surprised this hasn't come up yet in the argument is that Russell was the guy who stopped any progress on civil rights legislation for decades. That's the first thing I heard. When I heard it was named after an old-timey senator, you couldn't, I thought, I wonder where he is on race, because that would come up. You couldn't get anything past him. Wow. Now, Lyndon B. Johnson was against all civil rights legislation his entire career, up until the point he was president, and then changed his mind completely. So he was faking it the whole time, just because it played well in the South. Or the reverse. I'm not sure. Could have been an awakening. Nobody knows. Hmm. Not even a guy writing all those long books. But anyway, Somebody no. ought to ask him. No. Conan ought to ask him. Um, but it anyway, never came up. What kind of book is that? So, That's why I don't read books. I'm not a tearing down uh, Stonewall Jackson statue guy. Right. But you need to have the Senate named after a guy who's primarily known for stopping civil rights legislation. Yeah, seems a little odd. And I'm, the naming of buildings. Who freaking cares anyway? You got to na- you got to have it named for somebody that either is remembered or ought to be remembered, shouldn't you? Nobody- ah, somebody gave money. That's what it's all about. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, the, the, man, the whole honoring an old-timey senator who was in power for too long. He may have been a great guy. I don't know. I, I'm not comfortable with civil rights uh, opposition, but, you know, I, I also don't engage in presentism. Right. Um, <clears throat> but how long's enough? Is that a lifetime thing? Is that a forever thing? Some old-timey senator gets a building name? No. Out? Is there any assumption of that? I don't think there should be. Now, if I engage in the rich man's graffiti, I give to my alma mater or something like that, which isn't going to happen. (laughs) Me neither. No. Not until they list me as a notable alum. (laughs) My uh, The Wikipedia page for the community college I went to radio classes at does now. Thank God. Good. And so I may give something to them. I don't know. My dad's never understood that. His college still asking him for money all these years. And I, 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 I think we made a deal. Uh, yeah, I gave you a certain amount of money. You gave me an education. Why am I still giving you money now? Listen, I give, give you a couple hundred bucks to repaint the lines in a parking lot near my apartment. <laughs> How about that? Uh, actually, the reason I wouldn't give to my alma mater, the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, is last time I was there with Little Dade to check it out. It was in terrible shape because of the mismanagement of the state of Illinois. Because the decades long, oh man, you want to? Somebody needs to write a giant biography of Mike Madigan, who's been who's been running Illinois. He's the mobbed up Democrat, thirty five years in power, whatever it is, Speaker of the uh, Illinois Assembly. He's been in power that long, and he is a mobster on the, the scale of you know any anybody else, uh, Tammany Hall or you know your wow. uh, Huey Long. That would uh, that will come up if Illinois goes broke before California. It's mm-hmm. a race. To be oh, the yeah. first state to go broke in America. Illinois and, is leading. And if Illinois wins, the the history will be written. I yeah, imagine. Illinois doesn't have Silicon Valley, which is primary in, in the reasons it's... I mean, there is no giant economic engine to save their ass. But mm-hmm. anyway... They should I'm build not a bullet give, train. Uh, oh, yeah, good idea. From Galena to uh, <laughs> St. Louis. Excellent central Illinois knowledge. Um, <laughs> yeah, why, why would I bail them out for that stupidity? 
I paid money. Their professors uh, crammed my head full of various facts, and then they gave me a piece of paper, and I left. Fair deal. Yeah. It seems like a perfectly reasonable uh, little transi- yeah. transaction. Now, now it's like a restaurant you... sending you a... Hey, how'd you like to send us some more money? No, no. I, I came in there. You told me what the price of the meal was. I gave it to you. You gave me food. I'm perfectly happy with that transaction. A lot of you have great pride in your alma maters, and you give to them, and the rest of it are traditions of old, you know, wherever, but I just I don't get it. I don't either. Especially given the current state of, of college education. Oh, right. The enormous bloat of it, the government interference, the political you, correctness. You have pride in the president of where you went to college living in a bigger house, so you want to give them money? I mean, what what the hell is and that? And there being another 250 administrators, each of whom makes 160 grand a year or more, got and, a, and the kids' to, uh, jacked-up tuition money goes there. You're proud of that? you got a big game coming up against State, though. Come on, hit that school <laughs> spirit. Here we Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, fine. Hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought. I'm feeling very cynical right now. I got, I got to cheer up. Cheer me up, Michelangelo. What's your final thought? All right, it's about you. Uh, Joe Getty said on today's show, if you got a taco and cheese, but no cheese grater, you've got nothing. <laughs> this may be the most truthful words ever said on the Mo- Armstrong and Getty show. Thank you, Michael. That's a real mood lifter. Thanks. Positive, Sean. What's your final thought? Yeah, I- I'm looking for the advice from people who have been invested in the stock market longer than I I have, which is about a day or so. Um, so how long did it take you guys to stop looking at stock prices like every 15 seconds? Yeah, that, that does happen in the early going. Oh, it's exciting. Marsha Phillips, your final thought? Well, I'm going out to a uh, Starbucks. I'm sure there's one around here somewhere. Oh, there are several. And get my first ever pumpkin latte. We'll have a full report tomorrow. Oh, you got to put out a picture of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share with us? I did briefly consider giving money to the first college I went to for the radio program, for anybody who wants to get in the radio thing or whatever. Yeah, I could see but that. But then it's a dying industry, <laughs> and I don't want to encourage anybody to get into it. So, It'd be like training guys to be a locomotive engineers <laughs> right, at an exactly. amusement park for the little kids. <laughs> So, you know, it's funny. I just glanced at the email. You can email us anytime you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If there's something we ought to be talking about, you want to weigh in. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I see, uh, like, an angry, self-righteous, uh, harsh criticism me email. I was, my final thought was going to be, uh, once again, any news article that hinges upon the fact that somebody on social media doesn't like something is lazy. Yeah, you should ignore it. Worthless. Don't read it. Crap journalism. It's the worst journalism out there. Not everyone agreed, and then you pick one person that's not happy with something. If they announce that they have cured cancer, Twitter will erupt with, I've never heard anything so stupid. Why don't you cure a disease anybody cares about? By the way, I kid about radio being a dying industry. It's obviously a very vibrant, and it's uh, what old is new, and this is where you get all your news. So. Highly profitable, entertaining, Absolutely. enjoyable, companionship, etc., etc. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Stay in touch, would you please? Harsh criticisms. I'll just roll my eyes and ignore them, but, you know, if it helps you, go ahead. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. 
and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. The show's over. Bye-bye. Saying stuff like, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, you know how rogues do, and blaming on everybody else. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.